Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. I am PK. <laughs> I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are? Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I get my loving on the run. Remembering this song incorrectly. Is it in the second verse where he talks about anal beads and dead pigs? I'm a creeper. Or, I'm a creeper. I'm not, I'm not I'm sure. really a creeper. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. This is uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. We're going to do something this week we haven't done the past couple of weeks. We're going to give you an episode number and title at the beginning of the show. Hey! As opposed to making you guess halfway through the show where it's going to come. This is episode 404, and we're calling it You Never Go Full Joker. We'll never go full Joker. <laughs> exactly. Oh, mm. Jared Leto. I, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, in the eye. With like a with I, like with like a used condom. This this ends me and Jared Leto. This is the this is this is disgusting. I I've never fully comprehended method acting. Look in general, from an actor's perspective, right? You know, you you, you have to go through a, a multitude of exercises and things to to achieve the effect that you want to achieve and right. tell the story you want to tell. Sure, and that works differently for everybody. Uh. I'm a big proponent of one of my favorite actor stories ever was Olivier to Dustin Hoffman during Marathon Man. Right. Uh, in order to convey this this sweaty, breathless mess that he needed to be, Dustin Hoffman ran around the block like six to eight times. So the story goes. And uh, you know, coming in to shoot the scene after running himself ragged, Olivier asks, "What what was that all about?" And he's like, "Well, I'm getting, you know, I'm gearing up for the scene. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I need to prepare myself." And Olivier looks at him and uh, is rumored to have said. Try acting, <laughs> and it's one of my favorite actor anecdotes in the world, and and it, and it's something I I personally live by. I don't believe in in method acting. I don't believe in Daniel Day Lewis right. for Last of the Mohicans going to hunt and gather <laughs> berries for six months before he shoots a, a frame of film. I think that's that's overboard. But he was really good in that one. He's he really was. good in everything he does, and like I said, it works differently for every person. It's not and for me personally, and I think it's a little loony. Uh, and a little much, uh, it's, and there are other ways to get what I think the same results. And, and before before someone calls us out on this, because 
I could be mistaken, but I think Heath Ledger did a bit of method for the Joker as well. Did he not? Uh, but he not to this it, level. He locked himself, I think, in a hotel room or something like that with tons of reading material, as I understand right. it. Mm. And, uh, and it's been a long time since then, but I'm pretty sure that's what... Yeah, I don't know that he behaviorally behaviorally went right. method on that, but he he immersed himself in the material as far as I knew. Um I and I I'm not sure where else about that. I think the 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 act of acting the role itself you know, during a shooting day is what kind of damaged him a bit and and led him to believe like I need some drugs right, right. to get some sleep at night and that's the where the tragedy happened, but I don't know that he went full okay. method. I'm I'd like you know what? Hey, if you know, how about shooting a voicemail in our direction at 425-920-6050. Hey, that was, that was kind of fun. I haven't done that before <laughs> I pointed at one of you people. <laughs> hey, what is this thing? That's, that's our new prep sheet. Our what? It's a prep sheet. It's, we do prep? We've is that always, new? No, no. Is so, that since 400? So listen, I've always done prep. Oh, <laughs> I see where this is going. This is this is the four hundred and four. This is the five hundredth time I've done. Pro- I'm assuming there's a hundred episodes <laughs> between missing and, yeah, and live and no. Th- this is just the way to, to to help us become more organized. That's all. I see. Do you, do you not do you not like? No, it's very well done. Oh well, thank you. It's, I just it's, think it's, it's pretty charming. Oh well, that's excellent. Um, I'm not so, even being sarcastic. I do, so, I do think it's true. Yeah, for, for those that don't know let's, this, yeah, the story, let's actually give out the story. Uh, uh, before filming began, I mean, it, it, he Leto went into this uh, in messing with his uh, his castmates and performing uh, uh, Joker inspired uh, pranks and sending Joker inspired gifts to people to his co stars. So far, all wrong. Um, all, as far as what Joker, Joker would inspired, do, yeah, no, what Joker. <laughs> Uh, he sent apparent, allegedly a live rat to Margot Robbie, a set of bullets to Will Smith, and a dead pig to the entire cast. Uh, and now Leto, uh, Leto just told uh, everyone that he sent uh, folks used condoms uh, and uh, anal beads. Yeah, yeah, because that—that's what the Joker does. And I—I'm I, going to read his quote. Can we can we get some clarification? Is it used condoms and anal beads, or is it used condoms? And used anal beads. Uh, we don't know the answer to either of those questions. Okay. We don't know what know. used means either. That's yeah, a you, if, if it, First of all, if it's used and he's sending uh, 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 bodily seed? matter, yeah. uh, you know, that's A, that's illegal <laughs> as far as I know, uh, and B, it's disgusting. Yeah. And even even a fake, like he took a, opened up a, a condom and threw some fucking uh, soft soap in there or some shit yeah. and sent that you know, as a prank. Ha ha. It's still disgusting. Yeah. It's still unnecessary. It's still sexual harassment when you really boil it down. And, and I, I love this part of his quote. Uh, I did a lot of things to create a dynamic, to create an element of surprise, a spontaneity, and to really break down any kind of walls that may be there. The Joker is somebody who doesn't really respect things like personal space or boundaries. Okay. Uh, I, I agree with that. But I, I, but as I a character? But Jared Leto, mm-hmm. you as a, as a professional, sure. you as an actor, you as a human being, you fucking respect boundaries – Period. Yeah, and I don't know that the Joker. I don't know that these are the Joker's kind of jokes. They're not. At no, all. no iteration of the Joker up until now, right? Has has done that type of joke. Well, no, in Zack Snyder's more, DC, you know, like like, he is. like his kind of joke would have been to send them all ticking packages that yeah. exploded confetti. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. That would have been like you a know, Joker thing. I mean, the, I mean, you could go in so many different directions about right. what what the Joker. 
inspired gifts might be, but this is just, I, you know, and no matter how many times I've said it since he's been cast, since we've seen him and so on, since those first images with all the tattoos and so on, this is just not the Joker. So let's, let's take the Joker out of the equation for but a moment. Okay. Um, (laughs) But we have two other. With anal beads or without? With. Big butt. Uh, we have two other. We have two other Suicide Squad related things on the prep sheet. Oh, uh, one was there was a second trailer that dropped. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Um, I liked it. I don't know if I liked it as much as the first trailer. No, the middle um, trailer. Uh, the middle trailer. Correct. Sorry, but I definitely liked it. Um, and then uh, there was also David. Ayer, 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 Ayers, Ayers. Um, he also addressed the reshoots thing by saying uh, reshoots for humor is just silly. When a studio loves your movie and asks what else you want, go for it. Thanks, WB. More action. The one thing that the Suicide Squad movie didn't seem to lack back uh, based on the trailers we saw was action. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry. But I have a hard time believing that the studio, anytime the studio asks for reshoots, it's not because they want more. Doesn't that seem like it's a, it's a sign of an issue? Not a reshoots? sign of, yeah. Uh, I mean, reshoots are, are super common. I, like, I know, uh, yeah, I know and that they're typi- common. Typically what it's just, it's just a sign of like, Hey, you know what? When we shot this a year ago, it doesn't quite match with how everything else came out over the rest of the year. So right. we're reshooting that scene to make everything mesh right. a little better or or to just make things work a little differently, a little better. Now that the, the, the film is completed Correct. and but they look at something and go, hmm, that could stand fixing. My point is it's always to correct something. Maybe it's not necessarily correcting something bad, but it's correcting yeah. something in the vision. Streamlining uh, something. Correct. Uh, making a, a, adding something to a line so that it makes continuity, makes sense. So you know, there's a billion different reasons. Doesn't adding more action... Doesn't that seem off? To me, it seems off. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe that at all. Uh, I just, I mean, maybe. I don't believe that I, at all. I, I kind of almost wish they wouldn't touch it from that angle or from the humor angle, to be honest. I mean, if they want to reshoot stuff to make things flow, I think the reshoots are more Batman. But yeah. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, it, it could it just, they might be adding more Batman yeah. and Batman action because of the response. Batman is is pretty much universally the the one glowing thing right. uh, the, uh, in any review it's like even people that are like this was the biggest st- steaming pile of shit i've ever seen but batman was good right so that's kind of a cue to go we need more batman quick um before we move on to batman because we're gonna go into batman and batman versus superman and right. stuff surrounding that, we have a voicemail i think probably would be a good spot to to drop that now that sounds good yeah hey it's richard it's giving you guys a call because i saw batman versus superman uh twice and you might be wondering why that happened well I mean, I might be wondering that myself. But anyway, I first time I saw it, did not like it one bit. Well, you know, it had its moments, whatever. But ultimately, did not like that movie. Um, wound up having to go again with friends and other things. And uh, um, I might have also partaken in some of what Colorado has to offer. Might have ate some things. But, you know, watching it a second time, that movie was actually really good. I... I, and I've heard from a couple of people that from the same thing where they saw it the first time and did not like it, saw it again, and was and uh, you and know they, they actually wound up enjoying the film. So I, <laughs> I I don't know. It may be a movie that you have to watch twice to enjoy. Maybe being high helps. I don't know. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys later. 
I love when Richard I calls. I, so do I. That's <laughs> like one of my favorite callers. I don't understand what skiing has to do with how his perception of the <laughs> right? has changed. Or, uh, or Stu Redman. Uh, okay. First of all, no. Yeah, I can't. I, it's and definitely it, the drug. This this falls under the and and this this is this is some a rule that I have now the Napoleon Dynamite rule, uh, where I, I watched Napoleon Dynamite and I hated that movie, <laughs> hated that movie. And God, like, you have to see it again. God, uh, and I and I flatly no, I'm not going to sit myself through that again in hopes that maybe I'll get it the second time around. It's right. Like, it, Fuck that movie. So I'm I'm not going to spend the kind of coin that it takes to go see this movie in the theaters again, uh, you know, with or without uh, Colorado's help. Right. Uh, now, when home video time comes around, sure. you know, we'll uh, uh, you know we'll see what happens, and maybe I'll eat all the things and 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 watch the movie and have a laugh and love it. But uh, doubtful. Yeah, I I I don't. I, I think for certain the help helped that movie. If he watched that second time around. He, probably would have leaped off the roof you know why am i here again i think if you didn't if you don't know richard and you haven't met him before and don't quite understand his humor um i I think he is very clear that he understood full well why he enjoyed it the second time versus the first it might not have come through in the voicemail if you don't know him yeah but if you know him it's really clear why he enjoyed it the second time around yeah um so with that lead in we could talk a little bit about uh, Batman vs Superman and Batman in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, according to one website, who used to be Latina Review but dun, had to dun, change dun. its name, um, and I'm going to go on record as saying that this one particular bit of news, I actually believe. I think. He, I think. He, it, well, there's there's sense behind. There's it. sense behind. Yeah. it. and this is of course heroic Hollywood uh, giving the scoop that Warner Brothers is mulling about releasing the Batman vs Superman R-rated cut. To come to theaters after all. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I think this makes sense for a couple of reasons. If they weren't going to release it, they they wouldn't have rated it. Well, don't put, they would not have put it up for rating he, if it wasn't going to get out there. Here's the other thing. Um, despite the fact that you could say that the movie is successful, it, it currently has somewhere around $300 million in profit, depending on what figure you use for marketing. Mm. It's, it's also, much less than that, depending on what figure you use for marketing. It also uh, got beat by uh, the new what's-her-name movie The this M- McCarthy week. movie. Yeah, in its third week, but yes, it did. But this movie is not making a billion dollars in the box office. Not even close. Which, which, it's not making half. Which, which, is, which, is, which is her. Well, it's already not... Not including taking out the budget, it's at seven hundred and thirty-eight million or so. it it's is? something. Like that. Oh yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's up there worldwide. It's okay. seven thirty-eight. It's not. It's it's a quarter of a million away from a billion. Okay. It's not going to make a billion. But if they re-release it with an R-rated cut, that new box office goes into the old box office, and that makes this movie a billion-dollar movie. So that means you have to stomach this movie a second time to see what. Uh, thirty minutes, of thirty extra minutes of extra push, stuff, which of is extra violence and, and action. And, and to get an R rating, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it's uh, thirty minutes that adds extra action, blood and gore, and probably a nanosecond glimpse of Amy Adams' tits in the bathtub, uh, and probably th- there's a rumored to be a uh, they, they an actual like sex scene right. in the bathtub between the two of them. So they'll probably get that too. But if even a quarter Fucking of the people, whoopee. if even a quarter of the people who've seen it already go back. 
to see it again, it, it hits the billion dollar mark. And that's what Warner Brothers really wants. They really wanted this movie to make a billion in box office. But see, now, now there's a problem with this because th- technically this is a different movie. It's, it's different rated. It's got 30 extra minutes. It's a whole new director's cut. I th- I think this movie uh, this movie's gross uh, doesn't count I, I, <laughs> towards the towards I mean, the main BVS gross. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty positive they lump it together. When <laughs> well, I'm, they, when I'm they sure they do. The yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. Um, also confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. Because last week I didn't think it was confirmed, but then we said it was confirmed. But yeah, apparently it felt it's, confirmed, it but felt confirmed. It's it's but now, now it's confirmed, confirmed. Yes. Um, that Ben Affleck is going to both direct and star in a solo Batman movie, but there has been no release date given to that. It's got to be past 2018. It's got to be 2019 or 2020 is what I'm thinking. Wow. Because, okay. because their, their slot, their slate is filled right now with other movies that are already in production all, or pre-production. All of unless, that's up for unless, juggling right now. I was well, going to say, unless they start cutting those movies. Well, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is already filming. And Justice League is already in pre-production. So those two are moving forward as such. And and Zach is still on so, site for that film, by the way. Right. So, so it's Cyborg and mm. Aquaman and Flash that are up for grabs. But even still, with Wonder Woman and Justice League in the mix, you're still looking at 2019, 2020. Mm. You don't even have a script yet for this movie, which means you're at he, least Yeah, he was in the process away. of writing uh, not terribly right. long ago. So, so the that's... earliest this is going to start filming is sometime in 2017, which means the earliest you're going to get it is the end of 2019, I think. You're still several years away from this film. Um, whether or not Batman will poke his head around into some of those other films, if it's appropriate, that's not in his contract, by the way, for him to do that. This right. isn't like a Samuel L. Jackson contract where he has to pop up in every <laughs> movie, but... I mean, if the money's right. <laughs> so there's that. Did you guys hear that uh, the Alamo Draft House uh, group of theaters will be re-releasing all the Star Wars movies? Yes, Return of the Trilogy. Yes, it, which will be the 1997 uh, cuts, uh, special edition cuts. Right. They'll be uh, right. they'll be showing, which is unfortunate. But are they showing one, two, uh, and three as well? No, nope. Just, so just the original trilogy, four, five, just three, and six. just four, five, and six. No, okay. no, one, two, and three are just quietly tucked away. Yep. yep. Uh, ticket sales for that start on May the 4th, right. and I'm really hoping it's not a clusterfuck and I can get some tickets for that. Where, where are you going to go? There's going to be two chances in New York. Uh, I forget the theaters off the top right. of my head. Okay. Um, but I think if you go to – I think it's – is it returntothetrilogy.com? Not sure. Maybe the Go website. Alamo yeah. Draft House. Yeah, if you just look at Unfor- uh, Kev went rogue and, and jumped off of the prep sheet here. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't I'm have sorry. No, no, no. The prep sheet. The, <laughs> the prep sheet is not. The prep sheet is not in order. Prep sheet, a living document. That's right. It's organic. Substance. Oh wait, is that in the prep sheet? And, and actually, <laughs> I was going to. It's not in the prep sheet, but I was uh, going to go to Rogue One next. Oh, see, because we we talked about it last week. Because that teaser, the teaser for the trailer teaser came out. During our break last week. Yes, correct. I remember we watched it. But now we have the actual trailer. But now we have trailer. the actual trailer. And boy, was it good. Boy, Beautiful. was it good. Oh, so good. And and already, the the, the instant it hit, the uh, the yep. Mary Sue and the uh, Another Woman lead backlash hit. Yeah, and the I, flack. I, I'd like to, I've called it on Twitter already, but I want to officially call it now. I don't know that she's the lead. I think because we're talking about we're talking about a team, so I, I'm yeah. I'm certain this is an ensemble, and we're going to get another I, trailer, and it's probably going to highlight Diego won, Luna sorry, or Donnie just, Yen. Didn't she just win the Academy Award? Didn't she yes. win the Academy yeah. Award for yeah. uh, that movie? That movie, the mo- the one with uh, Hawking. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking about, but I can't. Yeah. yeah. Well, w- well, wouldn't you put her out front too? Sure. Um, exactly. I just won Academy Award. I'm also going to say this. I'm also going to say this. I don't think that Ray. 
was the solo lead in episode seven. No. I've watched it. I've watched that movie six times now, I think. I don't think she was the solo. She was definitely a lead. She's, I don't know that she's I a significant driving lead. factor, but uh, you know, there, there's a lot more going on in there. Yeah, with that. So, I'm sure we'll see that. And we'll, and we'll see more of an ensemble with, uh, with Rogue One. I mean, to think about the, the first trailer we had for Force Awakens pretty much highlighted Finn. Yeah. Right. You know? And, and I got to I gotta tell you, be, to be honest with you, with all the controversy, I don't want to spend too much time on the controversy, um, but with all the controversy, I didn't even, like, in all honesty, in all seriousness, it wasn't even a thought in my mind. Like, watching that trailer, not I wasn't all. like, oh, another few. Like, I was just like, oh, this looks great. Did not and, enter my mind and, until, and I. And I, Jen Urso is hot. That's what, yeah. that was, that's what was in my mind. Blissfully, I, I've curated my Twitter feed to not have this negativity actually enter the feed. I, right. I, I, it was like through. Several people who were like, "Hey, I heard there's people. Right. You know, there's these MRAs are getting getting or pissy about it, right. or something like." And that. I'm yeah. like, "What? Wait, there, there's a there's a backlash there's an issue, yeah." And then I started, unfortunately, digging and 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 pulled out of that hole as fast as possible. Don't read the comments. No. Never read the comments. Um, that being said, uh, I think the trailer looks great. Really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, really great story. Visuals look nice. It's definitely a throwback to episode four in a lot of stylistic ways. There's one kind of douchey line in there, but I think it all depends on the line. I think it all depends on the context of what it's delivered in the actual movie. The we're rebels. I rebel. That's kind of douchey, or whatever it was. Is a rebellion. I rebel. It's a little douchey. I I thought this was a rebellion. I rebel. But that being said, depending on how it's framed within the context of the entire scene, it might just be a. Now, now that's changed. For me, Mon Mothma's look after she says it, she does that kind of little smiling look yeah. down. And now I just picture Mon Mothma's mind going, I think it's great that they found the, the, a doppelganger for Mon Mothma. Oh, she's Holy yeah. crap. She's she was Mon Mothma in the... Uh, I think uh, she was supposed to be Mon well? Mothma in 3. But was she? But I think, I don't I'm think pretty she sure was. it's the same actress. I don't know. Oh, I don't I'm know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. have to look um, that one up. To the magic box. That was pretty great. Knowledge. And also... Um, Forrest Whitaker... Forrest Whitaker. I'm all right with Ghost Dog. He's all up and armored and everything. Yeah, man. So we got to find out and, who all these cats are. And 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 that death that Death Star trooper, Death Guard trooper, whatever they're whatever. being told, they're they're the packaging. By the way, for the film too, if you haven't seen those packaging images, they're the main packaging. Oh yeah, yeah, they're on the main packaging. That's not a surprise. Um, uh, also, one of the things I want to address, um, it's entirely possible. Ah, yep. Sorry. Same actress? Uh, she was in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Mama, well, Mama too. Yeah. It's entirely possible that several Bothans did, in fact, die trying to get these plans, <laughs> but not many, many Bothans. Can we get that out of the way? No, no. Not many, many. No, this is not that Death Star, sir. What I'm saying is it's entirely possible that maybe there were some Bothans that were part of the rebellion at this point in time. Right. But this is not that Death Star. This is not the many, many Bothans line is the Death, the second Death Star. Second Death Star. Not the first yes. Death Star. Just I, also, I, also liked, uh, I also liked in the trailer... That. Oh, not Tarkin in the trailer, by the way, either. It's oh, not Tarkin. No, he's, he's too young. Totally yeah. new character. Yeah. Um, new character? Or you, or you think they're going to yank Thrawn, Thrawn from the ca- Thrawn, from the yeah. uh, uh, I don't think so. The it's old not canon. Thrawn. No, um, I I don't I don't I don't not see Thrawn happening. That's just not him. Yeah. No. Man. No. They play him probably straight up blue with his little friend on his shoulder. I think they'd have to play. Yeah, him I don't see why you wouldn't just go blue. Um. It. Mads Mikkelsen noticeably absent. Yep. Yep. In that trailer. Yep. yep. But but you know what though? Think about the episode, the first episode seven trailer or so. We didn't get. Um, was it Hux? Not Hux. Um, yeah, Hux. 
one of those guys we didn't get until like mm-hmm. the second trailer yep. or the third trailer. So look, this is we still have s- seven months ish ish. What month is this? We're in April. May, it comes out in December, June, July, so August, September, October, November, December. Yeah, seven and a half somewhere in there. Uh, so look, eight, sir. there's at least one more trailer. Um, at least one more. I suspect probably two or three if they follow the episode seven marketing mm-hmm. ploy. There's a lot of fucking trailers for episode seven. I and think, they, and then I think they, out the wazoo. I think they need to do a little bit more for this one because sure. this is not a storyline movie. Sure. So, uh, all right, where do we want to go next? There's more trailers that came out. Doctor Strange. There's a lot of oh Marvel. Oh my movies. god! Doctor Strange. Look, I, I'm on board 100. percent Yeah, it's um. But the ancient one isn't Asian. Shut well, up. Okay. Uh, yes. Well. Yes. Uh, but I, I I got thoughts on that. But, well, give your thoughts first. While uh, I find mine. I I I, th- I while I find mine. <laughs> flip flip. I flip. think there's a case to give Marvel a little shit for that. I do. Um, because and and me like I I I am a kind of person who has been touting. Uh, source material, source material, and I, I hammered people over the Iron Fist thing, and I still believe that there's there was no reason to, and I think it would have been uh, it would have been wrong to make Danny Rand uh, Asian on on all those levels. Um, but you know we have somebody who is uh, established and has been established for decades as uh, as a Tibetan character, and the the reasoning that that uh, through the rumor mill, I don't know if this has been this probably hasn't been confirmed by Marvel, but the rumor mill suggests that. You know, we, Marvel's a, a huge market in China, massive. And if they included a Tibetan hero in this thing, a Tibetan mentor, that was going to skew and possibly hurt the Chinese market, who has they've got issues with Tibetan sure. people. Um, so the thought is that that might have been uh, a reasoning for for going with somebody not Asian. Uh, or certainly not Tibetan. I, I mean, it's feasible they could have you know, made it an Asian person. I don't. I, I don't really know the the full reason for the decision. Uh, I noticed they didn't mention a word about Asian. They just. They just. Uh, Kevin Feige pretty much just talked about female. Period. Right. Well, he. But what he did say was this kind of came up back in December. I, th- I guess um, when some of the casting was kind of rolling out. And what he did say at the time was one of the things that they discussed was. What if this wasn't the original ancient one? Right. That it was a title that could be passed along. And this is not, you know, this is another version of it. So it's female and it's blah, blah, blah. So that being said. And this is, this is essentially what happens if, with Strange, right? Like he, that mantle is passed on to him more or less or that, that power. I, I, I know precious no, little about no, no, Stephen no, no, Strange. No, so. no, no. He's, he's his own. He's his, he's his own beast as mm-hmm. it were. Um, but look. I agree that they should get a little bit of heat for this, maybe, but I think that they have a fairly plausible explanation. The question is, how do they address it in the film? That's going to be if they don't address it. I think they it, don't. If they the don't address it in the film, and this is just Kevin Feig saying it to look okay, that's a problem. But if in the film there's some sort of reference to there being a previous ancient one or a passing of the mantle, then that. Then that's an explanation that yeah. they've built within the universe that explains it away, and maybe that's okay. I, are we I sure know. that it, are we sure that it's a woman? It's Tilda Swinton. Well, Tilda Swinton well, has played a bunch of other roles all over the place. Yeah. yeah. What about Constantine? Yes. No. Just as a as a random example. I mean, in 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 the trailer, in the trailer, I, I got the I got the effeminate impression. Yeah. I, I, it, she didn't strike me as one of her many, you know. Asexual type roles. Okay. 
but and Tilda's but she tremendous. could also be asexual. She's tremendous. She's a tremendous act- sure. actor. She's a, a, a and and just a chameleon in in all these different things. So it's I, I'm, I'm eager to see what she does with it. But I am certainly sympathetic and understand uh, the plight of of Asian fans who are going, Jesus Christ, g- yeah. give us something, give us something. Sure. And I, I get it. I, I sympathize in in, in this case. And and you know if I'm going to tout source material but with it, bond and everything else like you know but it's funny it because too. it's it's funny because i i had this uh, uh, conversation when danny rand was cast and people were complaining that there are no there are no female uh no um uh, asian no asian in the marvel universe and in all of marvel movies was the critique at the time and i was able to name a handful off the top of my head now i granted maybe they're not the lead the same way that danny rand is the lead although i still think that danny rand should not be asian right for reasons but there are it's you can't say that there are none i mean in the x-men film franchise blink jubilee and psylocke are all played by asians or half asians right i mean and at minimum silver samurai was an asian guy i mean there are there are some it's not like there are none of note psylocke is not played by an actor however no no that's true (laughs) but she is psylocke is portrayed by a fraud but she is asian (laughs) she's half and maybe, <laughs> and also, I want to toss this out. I'm, there. I'm debating that now. I think she's half Puerto Rican. To the people who throw out there that <laughs> this all started, or one of the first instances, or one of the worst instances, was the casting of uh, the Mandarin. Have you not seen, seen the movie? The movie, and you—that's not the Mandarin. Like, right. did you not understand that when you watched the movie? Like that—that that he was a figurehead, and the Mandarin is someone else entirely. And and not only that, it was in the short also. They, yeah. I mean, they—if you didn't get it by the movie, they released a short that pretty much mushed your face into the fact that that was not the Mandarin. Well, why wasn't the actual Mandarin Mandarin? Because he just wasn't in the movie. Uh-huh. He but, exists. Uh, no, the actual Mandarin who is revealed to be the Mandarin in the course of that film. You know, because I don't want to spoil anything because it's, you know, it's a several year old film at this point. You know, but why, why wasn't, why wasn't that particular actor Asian? Oh, because, because he wasn't the Mandarin. Because he wasn't the Mandarin. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, look, I, does I'm Marvel, talking about the guy who neither Mandarin was Mandarin. Look, does Marvel whitewash? <laughs> does Marvel whitewash? They probably whitewash a bit. I think it would be remiss to say that they don't do it at all, but... I still think they do a pretty bang-up job with can their I, casting. They, can I put they this out there? Are, and they continue to improve as as they go along with their, their inclusiveness. Sure. Not, not Not in a, and, and, females, minorities, right. across well, that's the, the other board. Thing is yeah. you, can't, you can't – you also have to say – when you talk about whitewashing, you can't just talk about Asians. You have to – like Marvel has been pretty inclusive. Look at the cast of Guardians. Yep. <laughs> that's, well, that's a fairly inclusive cast. That's true. And I was about to say, you know, and I, I want to put this out there. There were plenty of perfectly good white actors who could have played Luke Cage. But no. No. They decided to go with the black fella. That's, That's right. That's so right. there you go. I mean, if anything, I bet there's a couple of purple people out there that were really upset with the David Tennant casting. <laughs> I mean, there were several California raisins that were like, fuck That's this. That's what I'm screaming. Yeah. Grimace puts a hammer down. <laughs> All right. Let's let's stick with let's stick with Marvel and Marvel related news real quick. Um, Spider Man. <laughs> we have some more information about Spider Man's role both in Civil War 
and his own film. Uh, so Civil War has started its screenings this week. Yes. Uh, the response has been tremendous. Humongous. Uh, which is already posted reviews. Which like is reviews, the, reviews. Uh, Aren't there? No. The, the review reviews are still embargoed. The uh, social media reviews gotcha. are not. Because I understand that there's only so much you can give away right. on social media. Um, but I believe the full reviews are still embargoed for at least another couple days. That being said, um, from some of the people that were able to talk about it, we learned that Spider-Man is in a little bit more than maybe some of us thought. I really thought it was going to be a quick cameo. Yeah. Five, ten minute stops. Apparently, Peter Parker is in the film for about ten minutes. But Spider-Man is in the film for about 20 minutes on top of that. That so you makes get about sense. about 30 minutes of the character He's, he's total, a presence for this story. Is, so That's I'm, not yeah. bad. But if you think about what it. the context of the story is, yeah. it makes perfect sure. sense mm-hmm. that he's if he's the... He's clearly the linchpin here. Right. He's he's got to be introduced in the later the beginning part of the second act. Correct. I mean that's that that's where I think that he has to come in. So you'll you'll spend a good hour and change of movie maybe with no Spidey. And it's probably and then I, he'll come I in. wonder if it's going to be like Winter Soldier where everybody was excited that Baytrock was going to be in it and he was the first 20 25 minutes and of the movie. It. And I'm wondering if uh what's his name will be the same for this movie. Who, uh, Crossbones? Crossbones. I don't know, man. He's in a lot of the trailers. He's in mm. a couple of scenes of the trailer. Because right. there was a new clip that came out this week, too, and yeah. he was in that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, regarding the Spider-Man movie, um, something I didn't think was going to be possible, but I guess they've continued to work this deal out and hash it out a bit further. Other characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe can and will appear in the Spider-Man solo films. Uh, we said that had to happen. We, but but that wasn't if the he's original in New York, deal. If he's in New York and some of the Netflix characters, I don't right. mean one, I mean some of the Netflix characters sure. don't appear, it's pointless. Right. Um, so that's great. I'd love to see Daredevil. Oh, that would be great. Shit. Punisher God. would be fantastic. Unbelievable. All, all three of them have yeah. had epic team-ups, uh, um, so that would... <laughs> <laughs> and we also have an official title and release date for the first Spider-Man solo film. Homecoming is the name of the film. It's coming out July 7th, 2017. Um, Ironic. It's I, coming I, home to yeah. Marvel Films. Yeah. It really is a homecoming, Tom Holland told the crowd of people uh, at this premiere event last night. Because throughout the movie, Peter's trying to find out who he is and where he belongs in this world. So, uh Look, I'm okay with all of these things. I think it's a great title. It, it was, yep. you know, we, we, we well, the community's got a bitch. Um, and and it's nice, but because it, it it makes sense for so many different reasons. Because some of the other things I read is that this is not going to. Because some people speculated that his first solo movie was actually going to take place before the events of. It was going to take place after he became Spider Man, but before the events of Civil War. Hmm. And my impression is that is not the case. That this movie is going to take place. After Civil War. So whatever impact happens in Civil War Agreed. is gonna is gonna carry into homecoming. And that's that's smart, I, I think. I think I think that was a I don't Marvel hasn't gone backwards in anything, have they? No, but remember this deal with Sony was kind of weird. Like they had some creative control, but Sony was still gonna uh, they, do it. Yeah, but I think I, I, I think, think that the boundaries of that have to be timeline because Otherwise, they start doing that bullshit, they might as well be Warner Brothers because that's the bullshit we're about to no. experience from them. No, I disagree mm. with Spider-Man because by the time you see Spider-Man in Civil War, he is already Spider-Man, which means there is some story to tell possibly before he joins Civil War. Opening credits. Yeah. Of okay. the Spider-Man movie. Sure. There you sure. go. The Hulk. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. The Edward Norton Holcomb. Yeah, and the, there's a there's a rumor floating out 
around there right now, but it's complete speculation that the villain for Homecoming is going to be the Vulture. Um, I've been saying the Vulture would be a good choice for a villain. However, I do not like him as a choice for a villain now that he is in the Marvel Universe. I think a much better villain would have been Kraven. Oh, yeah. I think he would have fit into the feel and the theme, plus it would have led to the potential for some Black Panther crossover. Like, there there would have been a lot to work with. Um, oh, God, with the Vulture so boring. No, I like I like the character. I think he's got an interesting story. He evolves tremendously throughout Spider Man's career too. And they, they could do very interesting things with him cinematically they can. too. So we'll see. But um, Cra- well, the Craven story would be amazing. I but Craven would be great. What are your thoughts I, I, on John Hamm in that role as Craven? Yeah, too old. Nah, not gruff enough. Huh? Not foreign enough. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jesus Christ. Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be a better Craven. Yeah. Gerard Butler probably would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely got the physique yeah. for it. Um, Craven's got to be... A, Craven has to be a really... He has to be physically imposing. Mm. You know what I mean? He, and he has to be really cunning. He's got to be really... He's got to be a good talker. Smart. Yeah. I mean, Craven's a pretty... Craven's a great character. I like him. Oh, for yeah. one of the for one I of the hope, like, one of the best yeah. uh, Spider Man stories. I just hope whatever that they do here that they that they do the Osborns correctly. I actually hope that they stay away from the Osborns altogether in the first film at least. I, they gotta make there There's has to be s- references. There has to be a reference. There has to be. It, this so reminds like, me of the time. So is Norman when Norman almost killed me. Like it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that far. But what I'm saying is that there's never... It, it, you yeah, know, there has to be references to Oscor. Maybe you meet Norman. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I, I, I don't I, I don't want any Green Goblin. I, stay I, away I, from the Green Goblin. They, so much it should that. be leading to the Green Goblin. Sure. Like in the third film. Sure. That's what it should be. It should be leading. Like the way they're leading to Thanos. Right. It should be leading to the Green Goblin. Right, because, because that's he, his he's argu- arguably his most... Uh, arguably. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. There's a handful in there that... Are, I, I, that there's are a handful that he's fought over and over again. I don't think any of them as important as the Goblin in any in any incarnation. Norman or the other one or, or the Hob. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think any of those Goblins are people that should be ignored. One more thing before we take our break, since okay. we're since we're sticking with Marvel, Cloak and Dagger is coming to ABC Freeform, which is formerly ABC Family. Um, no idea when it is live action; it is being developed. That all being said, Cloak and Dagger has been one of those movies that's been tossed around for years, but it's never gotten off the ground. As recently as like 2011, surprised it's going to ABC is my shock there. Um, no, and I'll tell you why. I think it works really well as a procedural. Oh, you mean as opposed to like Netflix? Yeah, I think. I don't think they fit into maybe their defenders world. Wait, wait, wait. That's going to Freeform though. Freeform is Freeform is formerly, is formerly ABC Family, ABC family yeah. which is just ABC. Um that that troubles me because uh that's uh, ABC Family That's Shield territory. Yeah, but formerly you know ABC Family. But you know what, but it's the same it, after 10, sir. It is, uh, idea. It is, but but Cloak and Dagger I think can tell a really strong story without being it doesn't have to be violent or sexual visceral. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a love story. You have to have that element like of it. Like Beauty but, and the Beast. But yeah. I don't know. I like, I've i always liked Cloak and Dagger. It's a weird team-up that's always kind of cool to me. I, I meant Beauty and the Beast, a TV show. Yeah. Well, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. Lion Ron Perlman. All right. Uh, I love that show. Can, I, I have a confession, by the way. Of when course. I first saw the headline, Cloak and, Di- uh, Cloak and Dagger live action series coming, yeah. I immediately went to the Dabney, Dabney Coleman, Coleman, Henry oh, Thomas movie yeah, that no. I loved as a child. <laughs> 
know not that and one. got really excited like oh, that's that'll be an interesting that'll adaptation be, that'll be uh, awful for, for modern time you know and, uh, modern gaming how are they going to do that nope no this is the marvel property mm-hmm. marvel mm-hmm. property i think property. we should probably take a break yeah all righty og unless and there's something else you want to hit is there something else you want to hit i mean there's a lot in here we but do we might, have more show after the break we so. probably won't get to everything is what i'm saying oh wow but that is all some, there. It's that's the prep, some prep. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. We all right, OG. We will take that break and we'll be right back on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Hey, it's your pal Anthony Kumia here. And uh, you're apparently listening to Game Stuff with the inimitable Coke Logic. <laughs> Ahoy, hoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. Recently released from Remedy Games is Quantum Break. From the makers of Max Payne and Alan Wake, it's a third-person shooter where you control time. And it's out now for the Xbox One and Windows 10. Not PC, but only computers with Windows 10. Which is such a bummer that you can't just buy the game without updating an entire system. Sorry, but Windows 7 works just perfectly. But if you have the means, which is Windows 10, I recommend Quantum Break. I've loved the other Remedy games and I can't wait to play this one. Quantum Break is out now for $60 on Xbox One and Windows 10. Dark Souls 3 is out now for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It's the final game in the Dark Souls series, it better not be, and it's the culmination of everything that's worked in Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Bloodborne. It plays a lot faster, and it's more aggressive. Unlike Dark Souls 2, this is not an entry-level game for the series. It explains nothing about how to play it, and it's difficult right off the bat. But most importantly, it controls like a dream. Like a Dark Souls game. Meaning it's sharp and responsive. There's nothing you can't defeat if you actually concentrate. If you know what you're getting into, I highly recommend Dark Souls 3, which is out now for $60 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The fun-as-hell third-person wacky gun shooter Ratchet & Clank has been re-released. I'm not 100% if this is a remaster or a remake, but the original Ratchet & Clank has been rebuilt and re-released for PlayStation 4. And it looks beautiful. The confusion comes from Insomniac Games remaking the first Ratchet & Clank game, but also making comments about remaking it for the upcoming animated movie. So is it a straight-up remaster of the original, or are they adding even more environments? Sony has done a piss-poor job of promoting this game, so I'm just not sure. At any rate, the original game with new lighting, textures, and in HD is totes worth for the $40 price tag. The original was an awesome game. Ratchet & Clank is out now for the PlayStation 4. (laughs) Destiny has released its April update. This is the content that's supposed to last you until the fall, and you can run through everything in about an hour and a half. Tell me, Bungie, are players bothering you by playing your game? Feels like we begrudgingly make you add content when you just want to sleep in. Everything is recycled, again, and it's only out of habit that I'll play to hit the new light level. Which, after one day, I am 326, so I'm a third of the way there. After that, I can stop playing for another couple months. Also receiving an update is The Division, which is getting its first free expansion pack, which includes their version of raids called Incursions. Maybe I'll get to this eventually, but currently I'm busy with Dark Souls 3. And finally, the HTC Vive VR headset is out now. It's $800 and your computer can't run it. This is CokeLogic signing off for GameStuff. 
Millennium Falcon. A one-to-one -one replica of the original Empire Strikes Back movie prop. Working lights and stunning interior detail. Complete with a moving ramp. Build the Millennium Falcon step-by-step -step with your comprehensive build guides, die-cast metal, and highly detailed resin parts. Call now or go online to buildmillenniumfalcon.com and get started today. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're strange. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. Doink. When you're strange, played in honor strange. of the Stephen Strange, uh, Doctor Strange trailer being dropped. Of course, we got old people are strange. Yes. Of course, we are hmm. back. Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode four hundred and four. We're calling this one. You never go full Joker. <laughs> During the break there, we had an awesome new game stuff by the lovely Coke Logic. And, of course, Build the Millennium Falcon, the sponsor of this fine program. Oh, my God. One of the finest Star Wars collectibles come down the pike in a long time. You should definitely check it out. A full-size prop replica of the ship used. I think it's an Empire, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, you get to build it. It's lit. It's, uh, it's fully, fully done, detailed inside and out. Amazing Star Wars collectible. And uh, PK, what's that number if they want to get involved? 877-544-6779. There you go. So uh, check that out. BuildMillenniumFalcon.com. Yes. So uh, we have a couple more things that we want to hit. Just um, quick like. From segment one before we move into some product for tonight. Yeah. Uh, for those of you not familiar with the series uh, The Boys... This is uh comic book series. The comic book series, The Boys, yeah. Um, originally written by Garth Ennis, drawn by Derek Robertson. Mm -hmm. It's it's the most twisted, fucked up, disturbing. You can go on book. <laughs> I think I've ever. read. I can't wait yeah. to. I actually purchased. I have the first two volumes on Comicsology sitting in my uh, to be read list. I have some other things I'm catching up you with. You would love it. I, I love Garth, so I can't wait to see what uh, this is all about. Uh, revolves around a group of, uh, uh, of superheroes that the government has decided to monitor, uh, and, uh, and, and they're just are, they're awful people. Are they going to get Simon Pegg? I, I don't know. I hope so, because that one character is based on, on Simon, Simon Pegg. Pegg. <laughs> I know. Uh, but oh, did, they, is... uh, they Samuel L. jackson them? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. This is uh, this is of course going to Cinemax, which I don't know if I get Cinemax. I don't know how I'm going to watch this ubiquitous you know, clandestine. You, yeah, I was going to say you know exactly how but, you're going to watch it. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty exciting. It's it is one of my uh, it is it is a book I love, and actually, um, a listener of this show was the one who turned me onto it. I think it was Blue Healer was the guy who was like, "You really need to, you really need to read this book." And I Blue did. Blue Healer and, uh, is it about was, it was to fantastic. die. Um, Speaking of Ennis and – oh, oh, and by the way, it is also by the same group that's bringing us The Preacher, by the way. It's it's coming to us from Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Ah, um, nice. They're working on this. Nice. Um, Preacher, we got our first full sort of clip uh, without giving anything away because I know PK is kind of staying a bit quiet on it. Uh -huh. You should seek it out and watch it. What's her name? The one that was on S.H.I.E.L.D. 
that's playing Preacher's girlfriend. Oh, Ruth uh, Nega. And she's playing Tulip, right? Yes. Uh, I don't know if you recall, but I had those concerns about about her not being able to be as gruff and violent as Tulip maybe needs to be. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's no longer an issue. Excellent. So just watch that clip. Seek it out. That's coming to AMC in May. In May. Very soon. Very yeah. soon. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, we also got a new TMNT trailer last week. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady continue to look great. That might be the only reason I go see that movie. Oh, and Stephen Amell is Casey Jones. I was going to say, yeah. Um, that's the only reason. Uh, we also got a trailer for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Fabulous trailer. I am really excited for yep. that. Like, really, 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 really excited. I think it's smart. Um, I'm happy that they're not doing another Harry Potter story, but they're sticking within that rich universe that she created mm. um this is a prequel of course i'm i like that it takes place in new york the trailer's got some really f- good humor elements yeah, to it we're gonna get some american uh yeah i'm po- uh, wizards in there i'm down i'm down like, with fantastic beasts like colin uh, what's his name <laughs> what's his name uh and this is coming in not uh, not what's his name uh, i'm a little name. uh colin uh, uh, uh bullseye. bullseye throw him a little evada cadaver from what's jersey his, what's his name colin what colin bullseye. who bullseye from the daredevil movie colin uh uh ferguson Fergus. no 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 Firth. Uh, no no uh fuck i don't think it's fuck but i think it starts with an f <laughs> i feel like it starts with an f i can't i'm drawing a complete colin ferguson was let's, let's just keep naming his movies until we figure it out imbrued <laughs> Uh, Farrell. 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 Jesus Christ! Wow, that was Woo. that was that was a hive mind brain fart. That That's was pretty that impressive. Was. I, my pretty hard drive awesome. completely locked up. You could <laughs> yeah. hear it. <laughs> yeah, you know what that was? That was like trying to boil down an episode on the old machine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what that. I had a panic. I went to panic mode. We're gonna lose all of it. Pull that curtain. <laughs> all right. And his uh, name is Colin. Fucker. <laughs> 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 let's let's go to some product though unless you guys have something else outside of product that you want to get to i got nothing no all right so <laughs> target exclusive 12 inch scale three pack of figures from the force awakens yeah uh these are by hasbro um it is bb8 c3po with the red arm and oh, what is R? That's who the one in the middle is. R L four low. What is what is the other? He's uh, it's R O four at low. Yeah, R four low. Uh, Row four low. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's who the one in the middle is. I didn't recognize him with the red arm. With the red arm. Yeah. To keep their X-wing starfighters in top operational shape, the Resistance uh, maintains a pool of upgraded astromech droids, including R O four low. Right. So a lot of so let's quickly talk about. The decisions for the set. Because that seems to be one of the criticisms. It is the criticism. Um, why is R2 not in the set? And I and I, and I have some... I'm okay with R2 not being in the set. And I'll tell you why. First of all... If you give me a Dremel tool, I can round the head out. Yeah, uh, You couldn't now, round it up that much. <laughs> I, I'll tell you why I'm okay with R2 not being in the set. Because R2 was in, what, three minutes in the movie? Now I know you're going to say... How much of the movie was row four low in the movie? Probably <laughs> about the same. Uh, probably about the same. But... I like that they that they identify him as an upgraded astromech for the resistance in the episode seven universe. Mm-hmm. And we have a hundred other twelve inch R2 D2s. 
we'll get one, I'm sure, at some point down the road. No, it's already coming. It's yeah, already so, in that. It's already in the same line. There, kind right. of uh, shampoo bottle line. Right. That this is. Uh, there's also there's also a BB-8 coming that way though. Also. So as an Astromech collector, mm-hmm. I I like having. Oh, you broke it. I'd kill him. <laughs> uh, I'd like I like having a different droid. And no, I, I'm totally with you I, on that. I like that but dome. It's not. The, I like that dome too. That's. But, but why way, is three PO in there? But what? All right, because that would be my argument. Even that. Look at the way that they are positioned on that packaging. PK, could you hold that packaging up? Oh, check that out. That's what I'm talking about. What? Look oh. at the way that they're positioned. Yeah, because the original decision was to have R2. And yeah. <laughs> they just yanked, they yeah. airbrushed over like R2's head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's Look, you. You that's, have that's some Photoshop. Yeah. You have to highlight BB-8 because he's the standout. And honestly, that's he's the selling point. I get you for this set. I get you. All right, let's talk about the figures themselves. Uh-huh. For what they are, they're not bad figures. I mean, BB-8's head spins. You know, it's, he's articulated in the head, and it kind of swivels. You so articulated. He the head. does not roll. <laughs> My only gripe with BB-8 is he comes with these. He comes with these pieces that plug into the side. Is that them? Yeah, that's I don't know what they were. Let me yeah. see that. Let me see and, one of those. PK. Okay, I, I already have a beef. Not one of these is, is the giving thumb a thumb up. up. Right. So the the first thing is how come one of the That's choices is not the thumb up figure? Um, Aw, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, except it looks like <laughs> except when you have it on the profile, it looks like he has a heart on. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I I put it on my, and I'm like he's peeing. That's peeing BB-8. Hmm. That that's I just had a really large soda at the movies BB-8. That's, Oh baby, Here, here's the other issue. Being a, a fully serviced, that, uh, if you push, if, that if looks you, more obnoxious in person you than it did in your that, photo. Yeah, I know. If you lock that in all the way, uh-huh. those pieces all the way, they're a bitch to get out. So please do not lock them okay. in all the way. Click, because um, I am not going to display them with those pieces on there. Because yeah, I, think, I can see that. I lo- and, yeah. and you know what? They're not even articulated. If I could, like, if I could bend the well, hook the, up, the one bent a little bit, didn't it? Just no, it's, it's, no, no, it's or just did I just soft. break it? No, it's just soft no, plastic. No, no, it, no. It, oh, that one is. Oh, yeah, that one bends. Yeah, this one does not, though, right? Oh, maybe this one does too. Oh, I it does. There you go. Little, oh, you know what? That might that I, might make it a little. Not I think as you bad. had a little frozen joint syndrome. Yeah, that might make it a little not as bad. But I still think I like it without the attack. Yeah, I, I got it. Can. Um. All right, and let me see uh, so, Arlo Forlo or whatever we're calling him. I think well, that's it, right? Arlo for Arlo yeah, Forlo. He, he's got minimal. He's got minimal articulation. He's well, got, but uh, he's an astromech, so that's fine. Right. He's his head swivels and his legs move. His feet do not move like an astromech. Have, he doesn't have a third. <laughs> no, but like even R two, like the bottom feet move a bit. I'm a little. And there, there's, there's a third. Not a, there's a third wheel. There's there's not the the penis leg that sticks out when he when right. he does the lean back and wants wants to take so off. So remember and and head swivels. Yes, historically speaking, not every single R two figure that comes out has the has the motivator. Leg. Most of them. Most of the yeah, oh, motivator yeah. or the third leg. The third leg is the yeah. motivator leg. The one that with the the one that actually when he yeah. leans back and yeah. Mo- the a lot of them do not have that. The motivator I always lo- thought as that little bolt that was on him. Yeah, it right? might be. But, but yeah. that said, yeah, you're right. The majority of them do not have do it. not have it. So yeah. look, they're trying to keep the price point on these down. And thirty bucks for that set, so ten bucks a figure. It's not a bad price. Thirty bucks for the set. Thirty, thirty-five, oh, okay. e- even still. So it's. I thought it was like not forty. Bad. No, All no, right. it, it's definitely a three. And the the first digit okay. is definitely a three. I'm down. Um, and then of course three PO. Now what? Now, 
Now, of course, here, 3PO hasn't even made it out of the box. I love it. 3PO might not even make it out of the box. Geek Flea coming to Carney, <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey now, listen, this Saturday, I, April 16th. I, I, have, I have no beef with 3PO as a whole. I'm just not a 3PO collector. I'm not a protocol droid collector. I got you. So I have no need for that figure. I still want to take him out, though. Oh, wait. Is he bolted in there? Yeah, still? he's oh, like, yeah, he's all uh, strapped just, Do we in, know so. what kind of articulation it, he has? I, I assume it's similar. It looks like the arms. Head, shoulders. shoulders shoulder. Head, shoulders, knees, knees and toes. toes knees and toes. toes. No, yeah. no, no knees. No toes. <laughs> Maybe hips. But, uh. It, look, they're not. Look, you're not. You're not doing a ton of playing with these shampoo anyway. bottles. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad for what they are. And that, that's a, a that's a very red arm in there, though. Like, well, that's in the movie. No, arm. no. But <laughs> what I mean is, like, it looks like they just dipped a three PO arm in Whoop. red paint. Like, there's can and I? They, and they've done it. Like, there's nice detail on the the center wires and all that. Can I be the honest? Red arm with you? is just a dipped red arm. Can I be honest with you? Uh, um, I if he if he didn't have the red arm. If he was straight up goldenrod, I'd almost consider keeping him just because it's a nice display piece. But I, I just, I just. Can you, uh, can you think of any reason? Uh, can you think of any reason, um, like other than keeping them together like that, where you might want to keep a C three PO? Because I can't really think of any reason. Yeah, if perhaps I wanted to see it's how... It's that time of the oh, night. Oh, I'm Quit sorry. The uh, oh, Let the Dungeons and cool. Dragons begin. It's D&D. No, it's, it's, it's okay. D&D update. Totally cool. I wasn't Jesus. talking or anything. OG, uh, that of course is our D&D uh, update opener. Meaning we have a new, brand new D&D product to talk about. Meaning you didn't want to hear me say I was going to put... 3PO in a microwave to see what would happen. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Listen, what you do mean to your toys, sir, should come back. I play horde with my toys. I'm going <laughs> to call you Sid. <laughs> uh, we do have a brand new D&D book. It's Curse of Strahd. Strahd. Yes. Uh, unravel the mysteries of Ravenloft in this dread adventure of the world's greatest role-playing game. So I read about the Curse of Strahd book today in preparation. Oh. Um. No, actually, I read about it a couple of weeks ago when I heard it was being released, and uh, I, it's interesting to me, but I, I only have one major problem with The Curse of Strahd. What's that? I never, ever, ever liked Ravenloft. <laughs> oh. Like, that was my least favorite expanded universe yeah, in the D&D it, 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 world. I, I took to Ravenloft back in the day only because the, the, the folks that I played with and the dude that ran the campaign, we, we went on to play Call of Cthulhu. Sure. Uh, we went on to play Vampire the Masquerade, and he was expert in so doing right dark downhill. horror stuff. Um, and and uh, yeah, I, I Call of Cthulhu still remains one of my favorite sure. games. And Masquerade a- outside is of one the, of mine. Yeah. So. And same with Masquerade. Like, it, was, it was my favorite time of gaming because I got into the, the like the quote unquote grown up gaming. Right. Right. Uh, Ooh, grown up. Yeah. After I already you know got when my characters were discovered for Call of Cthulhu and uh, 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 Vampire. <laughs> When mom found those after she already had reservations about me playing D and D, that was an ugly scene. But still, my favorite gaming time. In PK's version of uh, Call of Cthulhu, Cthulhu visits uh, your Sukadoji. Oh Jesus! Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! Nice callback, sir. 
Good lord. Uh, um, but gonna... I've done Ravenloft. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, and in the right hands, it, uh, horror D&D is a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, look, the, the book is great. It's great content. It's an awesome book. It's quality like we expect out of them. Personally, I'm just not a Ravenloft fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for uh, you know, the fifth edition books have been really amazing in that mm-hmm. regard. Not one disappointment, not single one, not one yet. And I'm and I and I have to echo OG a little bit here. And I'm not a, the biggest fan of Ravenloft. I don't think it was the worst one because you clearly don't remember Hollow World. If you think this was the worst <sighs> I, one, I don't remember. So Hollow yeah, World. exactly. You Hollow. don't. I, I guess you, I blocked it out. You don't remember Hollow World. That's right. You don't. Uh, but that said, over 250 beautiful pages in this tome, but even better, OG, in the back, the fold-out map. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for maps. I know you are, <laughs> and I knew that's how I was going to get See, you seriously, involved Seriously, like, here. that's my number, that's my absolute favorite bit of D&D, or really D&D more than anything else, but gaming, if you give me a good map inside of a source book, I'm sold almost 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. I love a good map. Can I give you a little uh, gray matter? You can. Uh, Let me see if I can read this. Under raging storm clouds, the vampire Count Strahd von Zarovich stands silhouetted against the ancient walls of Castle Ravenloft. Rumbling thunder pounds the castle spires. The wind's howling increases as he turns his gaze down upon the village of Barovia. Wow, really? Really, PK? That's the best I have for atmosphere. <laughs> uh, and and then other things happen. So, yeah, you're you're invited to adventure uh, at the Castle Ravenloft uh, in the Curse of Strahd. It's all in there, too. Everything you need to kind of get going in that world. Well, and I, we don't have it here, but there are some great companion things that are available for this adventure. So this is a, an adventure levels one through 10. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, there is, um, there's another book that goes with this. You see these tarot card things on the back yeah. of the book. And those apparently play a, and he's got them in here. I see that. Uh, they Ooh, play breaks. Cause I, I've been collecting these books as we've gone along. I have every fifth edition yeah. book thus far. So there, there's more I need well, at this point, or is this something like previously for example, I don't know about for previous books, stuff. but I know for this book, these cards, they actually released a deck of these cards that you could use in playing oh, the yes. Yeah, they've yes, done, yes, okay. yeah, they've done that before um, in yeah. this edition. I, I didn't know that that came out with this this fifth edition version of this book, though. Yes, I, I got to get on top it of did. that. Um, and there's also a Game Master screen. Did they always for this? do? Yeah, did they always do Game Master screens for individual adventures? No, for individual um playing places yes but this isn't a ravenloft screen this is a curse of strahd screen well curse of strahd is instead of calling it what they're calling ravenloft it's it's just an ongoing curse of strahd campaign right so rather than adventuring so there's but wasn't there just a ravenloft book that came out nope this is it oh this is it it. oh okay Okay. this is it as i was saying it's like with uh, rise of tiamat and all that it's 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 adventuring in that uh, uh, realm in that uh, in yeah, that story. They give you all the background of the realm. I mean, if we just take a quick look at the uh, the tablet day contents, uh, you see it has all of the information about sort of this world, if you will, or right. this area, and you're adventuring in that particular place. So it's not uncommon. They had uh, the one I remember specifically was um, that had a game screen of its own. Was uh, 
uh, not Hollow World. It was the other one, Dark Sun. Dark Sun. Yes. Dark Sun had at least one. I think Dark Sun had two actually uh, different screens because there was so much difference between the way you played that universe, if right. you will, than you played the normal universe. And I think there was one for, and it may have been, it may have come out in fourth edition. There may have been one for Eberron for fourth edition. Sure. So yeah, I mean that's that's not an uncommon thing. I haven't seen that though. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Find that, I guess, and have a look. Well, I'm going to reach out to uh, some of my contacts over at the uh, uh, the Shady Dragon Inn, and I'm going to get them to start uh, to cut back on the garlic knots. Oh, yeah? But put some blood on tap. <laughs> <laughs> because in every world, there is a, a Shady, Shady Dragon, Dragon Inn. Inn. That's right. In every world. In my world. There is always a Shaggy Dragon in. Two, over 250 pages. This adventure for characters uh, 1 through 10. Going to need the Player's Handbook, Monster Manual, and DM Guide to get the most out of this book. And it's going to run you a fat forty nine ninety five. Not a bad price for 250 beautiful, full-colorly illustrated pages. Yeah, Maps, look- all kinds of... I mean, these are... Let's tip the hat to production. That's another thing that's impressed me. The material is is glorious uh, in 5th edition, but the production of each of these books, they are, they're... Dude, look. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Beautiful art. look. Beautiful paper quality. I'm I'm down. Solid, solid. Beautiful. I gotta be honest with you. I've I've felt, you know, outside of maybe 1st edition, I've always thought that Wizards of the Coast... Has put a lot of value in production into their books. Absolutely. Like, historically speaking, they've always put out nice books. Absolutely. Yeah. And they get better and better. I think oh, they absolutely. get better and better with absolutely. each one, sure. honestly. Sure. And uh, uh, and you got your fold-out maps in here. You got, I mean, we just flipped through the pages. I saw at least three dozen color maps in here. Nice. So, I mean, it's just tons of information about Curse of Strahd. Uh, for more information, you go to you can go to dungeonsanddragons.com. That's all spelled out. The word dungeons, yeah. the word dragons, and the word and in between dot com to check out more information on this and other fabulous D and D products. And that is our D and D update for the week. It's D and D warriors that terrify. It's D and D. And with that, gentlemen, yes, it's about that time. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. Yeah. I don't know what you just said, little man. <laughs> but you're special. <laughs> Reach out. Touch your brother's heart. Uh, it's from a song. Don't forget, you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. Of course, in your favorite podcast app or in iTunes, search for Geek Stuff, and that's where you can find us as well. Subscribe to the show. All of our episodes are online. Um, you could find us on Twitter at GeekStuffOG, at KRMarlow, and at BKGeekStuff. Yep. On Instagram at KRobertMarlow, at GeekStuffOG, and at you are on GS. Fucking roll, brother. And I am also on Snapchat, GeekStuffOG over there. Um, follow our uh, social media accounts, at least mine in particular, because um, I will be updating from Geek Flea all yes. weekend. We should mention, of course, Geek all Flea. weekend, even though it's just on Saturday. It's fine. Yeah, but I might be I might be doing stuff on Sunday about what I picked up on Saturday. Oh, okay, uh-huh. good point. Good point. Or good perhaps point. the day after Empanada Blues. You never know. That's you true. Never or, know. Well, I don't get the Empanada Blues, sir. I, I get, get a little the bit en- of both. Empanada. Something, yeah. It's not necessarily blue. If you see, if you see snaps of just my feet, 
Exactly. <laughs> Just your feet and a glimmer of porcelain. That's it. You know what's going on. Uh, but yes, Geek Flea 11 is happening this Saturday in Kearney, New Jersey. The first Presbyterian Church on Kearney Ave. Check out the link on uh, on our page as well as on Facebook. Right. And uh, you can find more information on that. First uh, 25 people to purchase something from uh, myself or OG win a fr- get a special prize. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know about that. I No, I'm... No, I'm saying that's a thing. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not like oh, uh, making up a gag. My, no, my, does, does oh, that involve? Not, this is not. This is not suburban vinyl, All sir. Right. Where I just launch a Yikes. gag upon you, sir. <laughs> oh, right. No, what I'm saying. What we used to lollipops. do the thing with the lollipops. lollipops. That's all. If you go to <clears throat> some of the other friends that are going to be there. Uh, our good friend Caesar from Victorian Inc. He's going to be there selling art, prints, and all sorts of stuff. Beware the Ides of April. Chris Dolfer is going to be there. He's going to have all sorts of wares. Of course, will, we are going to be there. Will he be on time? Uh, presumably. Oh! Uh, uh, E-Rock will be there, I believe, as well. He'll have now, again, uh, in order to get your photo or autograph opportunities yes. with E-Rock from the uh, Opie and Jimmy show... You must contact geekstuffog at gmail.com. Right. They are only we are only taking prepaid <laughs> submissions. Sure. Uh, prepaid tickets for the signing and photo ops with E-Rock. Just putting that out there. And then last but not least, a couple other plugs. Uh, of course, there is that donate button. It's never been more important than to help out the show right now. Yep, it's a good time. And of course, we ask you to continue to use Amada, Amazon. Amadon. Amadella. Amadon. Amadella. Amazon. Amazon.BigKevsGeekStuff.com for your Amazon purchases. That helps us out as well. And uh, we thank you. We thank you for listening to this fine program. Yes. And with that, Big Kev... With that, uh, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's... Wow. To a close by saying goodnight, Big Kev's brain, (laughs) wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Come to this.